0: The video doesn't need to be perfect, you know, and I think you can mix in some of the other videos that you've taken. It doesn't all need to be perfectly planned. It doesn't always have to have a cool transition. I think it definitely have fun with it. Make a lot of them. Don't be afraid to share them. Um, But the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it and the better you'll get at it.
1: Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Today, I will be discussing a topic that is a frequently asked question for us. Should you start a new account or not? Have you ever thought of abandoning your current account because of bad account health or low reach and starting a brand new page? Well, today we're going to talk about it and we're also going to get a guest to come and speak to us about her decision to leave behind her 35,000 follower account and start brand new from zero and then how she grew that to over 40,000 followers in less than one year. Our special guest today is Ariel from ariel.land. I will link her handle in the description below. And I have actually mentioned her account previously on another episode before. Her story is super unique and inspiring. So I'm so excited to share with you. Before we dive into the interview, I want to share with you a few points that you can think about to help you decide whether it is right for you to abandon your current account and start a brand new one. So what are some of the reasons why one might need to start anew? Well, first of all, For accounts that have been around for a while and for accounts that have either bought fake followers or have a lot of ghost followers, then it could be a good decision to start fresh. Has your account health been suffering or have you participated in a lot of giveaways in the past? Perhaps you did also follow, unfollow, or various other inorganic methods to grow your account, and now you're having a very, very hard time reaching real followers or real and engaged followers. Then this could be a solution for you. There is no right percentage per se, and each case can be very different. But I would say if more than half of your followers are inactive or ghost followers, then you might need to consider starting a brand new account. And how do we actually go about measuring this? So what I like to look at is the engagement rate and reach rate. But in particular, we want to look at the reach rate. So the reach rate is the amount of people you reach per post divided by your total follower count. And this number can really vary depending on your account health, depending on the size of your account. So the larger your account, the lower in general your reach rate. And the smaller your account, the higher your reach rate. For example. If you have 500 followers that are just your friends and family, then chances are you'll have a very, very high reach rate. Maybe it's 50% to 100%. That is quite normal for account sizes that are under a 1,000 followers. However, if you have, let's say, over a 1,000 followers or you have over 10,000 followers, then that number would look quite different. Your reach rate might be under 50% but over 20%. And then for accounts that have over let's say 50,000 followers or even 100,000 followers, then your reach rate could be even lower. For example, an account that has 200,000 followers might only have a reach rate of somewhere between 10 to 30%. And this, as I mentioned, can really, really vary. It depends on the content, it depends on your demographic, it depends on your account itself, how long the account has been around for. So there is no one right number or uh, reach rate that can be applied for all accounts. But just for a general rule, just know that when you have less followers, you should have a much higher reach. And when you go above a certain amount, let's say 10, 20,000, you should be looking for a range of between 20 to 30%. And then when you have even more than that, let's say you have more than 100,000 or even 300,000, then you want to look at a rate somewhere between 10% to 30%. Now, next, aside from the account health and your account reach, let's also consider some other factors. Have you decided to change your niche uh, a while ago or maybe even recently, but changed it very drastically? Don't get me wrong, I think it's totally okay to change niches. But if you changed your niche really drastically where your old audience might not be interested at all in your brand new niche, let's say you did a 180 and talked about things that your current audience would not be interested in at all, then this could be a sign that you need to start a new account. Because after all, your existing audience followed you for a particular reason, for the content that you used to create. But if you have started to create totally different brand new content, they might not even remember what your account is about. They might not even remember who you are. So not only will you get some unfollows, you might also get just ghost followers who never see your account again because they decided to not engage with you. Unfortunately, unless you're able to gain a brand new audience with let's say carousels, shareable content, um, and reels of course, then it might be time for you to consider starting a new account. But hey, before you start a brand new account, because I know this is a really daunting decision, I would really recommend you have a content strategy and go about creating consistent content for at least one or two months. So you would be creating shareable content, you'd be creating a ton of reels and experimenting with all the different kinds of reels. If your reach is still consistently low after this period of time where you have consistently put out content, then maybe it really is time for you to just consider starting a brand new account. Oftentimes what I see is that people have abandoned their accounts and they come back and they don't really try to stay consistent before they actually start a brand new account and they just go ahead and start a brand new account. I still think there's a lot of opportunities for you to gain new followers, even if you have abandoned your account for a while. If you can stay consistent, there is definitely a way to revive your account health and gain a new audience that is super interested in what you currently have to say. Now, in a future episode, I will try to find time to talk about how to switch niches successfully because there's definitely ways to switch your niche without having to abandon your current account. But today, I really want to get into Ariel's story of how she was able to leave her old account behind and why she made that decision, and then how she was able to grow from zero to now 40,000 in less than one year. I know this is going to be an invaluable episode for anybody who has been suffering from account health issues, low reach, and has thought about starting a new account. I also know that even if you don't plan to start a new account, this is going to be helpful for you as well because Ariel shares some useful tips and tricks and also shares her story on how she was able to grow so fast in a short amount of time. So let's dive right into it. Hi Ariel, thank you so much for being on the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. It's really lovely to speak to you. Um, First, can I please have you just introduce yourself, maybe tell us where you're from and where you're based now and what you do on your Instagram?
0: Thank you so much, Tina. It's really lovely um, to be on this podcast. Um, I'm Ariel, um, or also known as at Ariel.land. I am a Taiwanese-American I'm um, living currently living in Tokyo, Japan. Um, and My niche is in the travel um, niche specifically um, for Japan. So that's what my page focuses
1: on. Mm, Yes, yes. And when people go to your page, it's immediately apparent that that's what you do. And it's a lot of like beautiful destinations and focusing on seasons. There's a wealth of information there. So if you're ever traveling to Japan, you definitely want to check out Ariel's page. So what actually prompted you to start your Instagram? And your story is a really interesting one because I know you had another account before and then you Mm -hmm. started from scratch again. Could we maybe start from your first account?
0: Like how did you start it and when was that? Sure. So when I started my first account, um, it was actually just a personal account. I was just logging my daily life um, and eventually life took me um, to a position where I was traveling around a lot globally. So I was based in Hong Kong and Singapore, um, and uh, I was working full-time in tech at the time, and I had a lot of opportunities opportunities to travel. So my page was around a lot of global travel content, um, and at that time, it was growing Pretty well. Um, And I would say this is probably around the time of um, 2016, 2017. Hmm. Um, Yeah, and and it grew all the way to about almost 40,000 followers. And
1: then from there, I know that more recently, about maybe 11 months ago, about a year ago, you decided to start a new page. Could you tell us what happened afterwards with your old account and then why you came to the decision to to start brand new?
0: so at 2017 2018 I slowed down a lot on my page Mm. and um, the main reason was I had a child so a lot of my content was starting to pivot more towards you know motherhood and I was based in Singapore at the time and Mm. there's nothing wrong with posting motherhood content or you know Singapore content but I think the thing was my audience was really confused and I, I just just, yeah, I didn't have a clear niche anymore and mm-hmm. I noticed that my engagement dropped by a lot. Um and then once reels were introduced, it wasn't getting any reach at all. I mean with, with mm-hmm. a account of forty thousand followers, my reels were getting a reach of two thousand or maybe three thousand views at max. So I knew something had to be done and mm-hmm. that's when I decided to just start from scratch and make sure that I am really clear and focused on what I want to make in terms of content. Wow, that is such a huge decision.
1: And I know it takes a lot of courage. Um, You must have debated it a lot like uh, between yourself right what what were the reasons why you felt like you couldn't continue with the old one did you give it um because i know there's a lot of people listening who might be in a similar situation so i guess i just want to help them understand what was what you were going through um did you try to post quite a bit and then you didn't see results then you decided to
0: start a new account actually i joined um the FDI program and I started watching the first couple of modules. So it, it was really focused on my brand, my niche, what my voice is, what my audience should be like. So I really focused on those first few modules with my old account. And I also tried to reach out to bigger accounts, you know, like tourism boards and I was getting reposted. So I was getting attention that was supposed to lead me to either more engagement or even potentially paid deals or PR trips and um etc but it was the results just weren't coming and I just knew that if I continue with the my old account no matter what I did it just wouldn't come up with the result I wanted um and it, it definitely it was a very very difficult decision, and I was very nervous about it. And I thought, well, what yeah. if what if I would never never make it? And honestly, it took time. It took at least six months uh, for me to even just grow to about three thousand followers. And mm. but then it it really just took off. I mean, I think if you have your your brand, your niche right, and you're doing the right things even if it takes a little bit of time, it it does work if you have a really clear brand.
1: Yes, yes. And good content. That's incredible. Um, So what were some of your main strategies when you had to start from zero? Um, Did some of the things in
0: FDI help you as well along the way? Yeah, for sure. So I think the the first step um, is to try to figure out what I really have a passion about doing, like something mm. that I I just would love to do every day. I I wouldn't mind learning a lot about, um, and that was figuring out my voice and my niche. And because in the in the beginning, the audience, even though the audience is small, it doesn't mean they're not valuable. They're actually the core followers and the core fans. And I was really yes. happy to get the the voices, the the voices. That are the most important so i really listened to them so i showed up on stories every day i did um, a lot of polls i was really um analyzing what did people respond to what did people like what did people share and what it was getting reposted so within the first six months i just listened to the voice of my core followers and focused on how i could make sure that my brand was very clear from that point on.
1: That's really important because it's one mm-hmm. of the biggest foundations. And when that mm-hmm. is clear, then mm-hmm. when people come to your page, they immediately understand, so they, mm-hmm. it won't even take them time to decide whether they want to follow you or not. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's the, the biggest obstacle in the beginning. But from mm-hmm. there, it's really just about posting content that people want to see, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I, I think there's also, I mean, it takes some time to figure out um, what your niche is, what people, basically, what are you known for? What are people going to come to you for? And I'm sure everybody has this this dilemma. Oh, I love fashion, but I also love travel, but I also love food. (laughs) And we all want to post about everything. But I think it's not that you can't post about the other stuff, you know. You can post snippets and share in stories, but what is it that you want to be? You want people to come to you for, and that's what you really want to try to figure out um, in the first couple of months. You know, couple with the first few modules in FTI, is to really figure out what do you need, do what do you want to be the authority for, and I think mm-hmm. everything else can come after that. You know, your photography skills, your editing skills, you know, how you reach out to people it can come after that
1: yes yes totally totally hey i want to take a moment to say thank you so much for tuning in if you're enjoying the full-time influencer podcast i would really appreciate if you could just take one minute to leave us a five-star review on spotify or apple podcast your support really helps us to get seen and continue producing quality interviews and episodes for you all right now back to the show this really takes a bit of time of experimentation and getting to understand your own preferences along with your audience's preferences so it's it's something that takes time and i guess it was a lot faster for you to grow from scratch again because you already knew what you wanted to do and then your strengths and you really honed in on that so that that's really great i guess that's one of the advantages of having experience already, and then starting over. So I hope that this maybe can encourage somebody out there listening who might be thinking about starting over because your story really is uh, very inspiring. I know that your uh, strategy when growing again, a lot of it was a big focus on reels and that helped
0: mm-hmm. fuel a lot of your growth. Is that right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. um, A, a lot of Uh, I actually had uh, three reels that went very viral. um, Mm. And that's how I started to capture a more global audience. Mm. Um, And that um, that really allowed me to... Also, I was able to repurpose a lot of old content because I have been taking so many videos and so many photos. And it's really easy to quickly piece together... Um, a short reel that everyone will enjoy um, so definitely reels are the way to go yeah I guess in the beginning
1: did you do a lot of experimenting with different kinds of reels to see what would
0: take off and what people would mm-hmm. respond to the most mm-hmm. yes for sure for sure um, in the beginning I even try to be a little bit comical but that yeah. didn't work <laughs> but yeah. you know I, I tried different photography styles you know a little bit of slow motion you know like cinematic kind of Mm -hmm. feeling or you know quick lists you know five top places i i i'm always um trying different styles and i think i found you know a couple that really really work with my audience and that also that also took some time to figure out but once you have have it figured out making reels is is easy it's pretty quick Yes, yes. That's so true because I think one of the
1: things that people are uh, often intimidated by is making a lot of videos and Mm -hmm. posting frequent reels can be Mm -hmm. very intimidating for many. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you make a great point about repurposing your content and also just taking some time to figure out what works Mm -hmm. for your account and then Mm -hmm. go and do so much more of that, like double down on it. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that's what... Ultimately helped you go from you said three thousand in six months, and then like within ten months it was thirty five thousand, and now you're at forty k. Yeah, yeah, it's it's
0: really incredible. Even I, I, I'm really surprised um, at the, at the growth. Um, but, yeah, one other thing I also wanted to add about making reels, you know, I know videos are intimidating, um, but yeah. I think how I tend to approach it is, if I know I'm going to a place. Uh, I will probably have in my head a plan of maybe one or two shots that I want to take. But Mm -hmm. the rest are kind of just, you know, go with the flow, have fun with it. And the video doesn't need to be perfect, you know. And I think you can mix in some of the other videos that you've taken. It doesn't all need to be perfectly planned. It doesn't always have to have a cool transition. Yeah. Um, But I think it definitely have fun with it. Make a lot of them. Don't be afraid to share them. Um, But the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it and the better you'll get at it.
1: Yes, totally. I I totally agree with you and I hope that encourages anybody listening to go out there and create more reels. It doesn't have to be perfect and content on Instagram, to be honest, is going more in the direction of being approachable, casual, and relatable. So just, so have fun, like Ariel said, and stay consistent with it. And I'm sure you will see more and more results as you, as you start to experiment and understand your voice. So then I also want to ask you, have you gotten any new
0: opportunities since you have grown this new account? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I'll have to say that. You know, a lot of people think you need tens and thousands of followers to get yeah. opportunities, but you honestly don't. Like, my first opportunity came when I was only at three thousand followers, and it wow. was, uh, yeah, it was a it was a luxury stay in Kyoto, actually, and everything just took off from there. And I think um, I've since then um, I've been reaching out and also receiving um, some offers from other hotels um, some glamping opportunities there was also a few projects with tourism boards there's some press Mm. trips Um, and i also branched out into travel writing and a little bit of photography there's actually a lot that can be done Um, it doesn't always need to be in a single type of format for example it doesn't always need to be going to a destination and staying at the hotel there's actually a lot that can be done within you know each individual niche
1: yes totally and you're also doing this while taking care of your son as well how old is your son uh he actually just turned three recently Oh, cute! Yeah, uh, that's yeah. really amazing because I feel like a lot of people think that um, they're too busy if they have children or if they have another job. How do you manage to to do all of this and have a, a, you know and your family and all that?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I will have to say my husband obviously supports me a lot, um, mm-hmm. and. My son, I have to give him credit. He's very patient, (laughs) and he's very supportive. He also loves going on these trips. Yeah, so that's that's cute. That's helpful. And so your husband takes the photos? Uh, Actually, no. I've I've um, really befriended the tripod and a Bluetooth (laughs) (laughs) printer. Those two things are my best friends. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but mainly my my husband helps um, to take care of my son if I do have any PR trips, um, mm-hmm. or maybe if I need to come home a little bit later. So that that's massively helpful. But you know, e- even if even if you, you know, I think a lot of people, obviously, you have other commitments or you're busy. But I think there are ways to, like I said, I also do a little bit of travel writing. Sometimes I am just doing photography jobs only and you can pick when you do that as long as the content is delivered so um, I think prioritizing and really thinking about what time you have available and what you can do with that I think that really helps
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, that's
1: also another thing because content creation alone without having to, let's say, post it on your feed, that is a huge industry in itself mm-hmm. where once you acquire these skills, especially like how you know how to shoot yourself with a tripod and all of that, and you're improving on various aspects of your photography, you can take those skills and apply it in so many different ways. And then your account is kind of like a like a vessel for people to discover you and find you and see your talents and almost like a portfolio as well. So yeah, there's definitely a ton of different opportunities that will come in many different ways. So when you were growing along the process, um, you did share a few wins with us inside the Full-Time Influencer Facebook group. Um, How has the course helped you along the way? And what did you love the most about uh, FDI? That's
0: a question that's very hard to answer because there's so much that you get from the program. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not just saying this, you know, I truly, truly love love the program a lot. I think, you know, I actually come from a um, business marketing degree background. Mm. And I really feel like I was going through my college courses again, but it was tailored for Instagram and for social Mm -hmm. media. And I love how there it's a very multi-dimensional approach to social media it's not Mm. just about pretty pictures you know and living a dream like life and there's so much more to it you know like the pitching how do you um branch out meet new people do collaborations you know how do you position yourself and I think it's a very I love that FPI is so business focused because it is what it is it is your portfolio it is your brand yes um and I, I remember seeing um, from the FTI Instagram page one of the number one problems that people make is treating your page like a personal diary and mm-hmm. I think that's something that really hit me when I first started the co- the course like oh yeah I have to change that and mm-hmm. once I changed that it really really helped me grow my account so I, I was more focused and Also, another thing that I wanted to mention is you probably, a lot of us will see on Instagram, there's a lot of free information out there that tell you these tips and tricks how to grow quickly. And I honestly have to say a lot of them are very gimmicky or they don't tell you the full story. the reason why and you really need to under the reason understand the reason why you're doing certain things and i think fti covers that really well so you can understand um and i think i'm gonna steal some words that tina may have used in the (laughs) course you want to understand how to help to use the algorithm and to work with you instead of constantly Mm -hmm. feeling like it's working against you and that's the number one thing i hear from a lot of other fellow creators, especially recently, yeah. saying that the, um, the Instagram has changed the algorithm, you know, nothing's getting reached, I'm not getting a lot of traction. And I just have to say, it, it it's definitely not the case. You can definitely, if you, if you do it right, if you know why you're doing what you're doing, it definitely, uh, the algorithm can definitely work with you and help you grow.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, would you say this course was a worthwhile investment for you?
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it, I learned, I learned so much, and and honestly, um, whether you decide to actually end up being a full time content creator slash influencer or not, you still learn a lot of skills that are very yes. transferable to a lot of other f- fields of work. <laughs> So totally, absolutely, it's worth it. And I always tell people, you know,
1: what is the harm in trying? Like, what do you have to lose? And along the way, as you create this content, what you're actually doing is documenting a lot of your life and you have so many memories to look back on and especially if your interest is capturing beautiful places or imagery those are some really fantastic memories that you get to keep sometimes i look back on my photos and i'm like wow i can't believe i did all of this like these are pretty cool
0: like do you feel like that sometimes yeah yeah for sure you know i i think a lot of times um when we all have ups and downs, but you know when I look back on my Instagram, I just feel super fortunate for all of the things i've able to I've been able to do, all of the people I've been able to meet and it yeah it it does definitely keeps a nice memory, if anything else, yeah. So,
1: what would you like to tell somebody who is maybe afraid to start or afraid to start over, like you, and also on the fence about joining FTI?
0: Yeah, like like I said said earlier, FTI is really similar to a business degree in its, you know, focus multi dimensional focus so you will really learn a lot even if you don't end up being a full-time content creator i also think that just like you know tina what you said just now it doesn't it doesn't hurt to try mm-hmm. you know even if you take 100 photos and 99 of them are bad you know you have one good photo you know just try to <laughs> do the videos maybe you don't have to upload them they're just on your phone no one's gonna yeah. laugh at you yeah. that's also how I felt at the beginning but the, the more you do it the more the more confident you get that's the other thing the more confident yes. you get um, about yourself whether it's your ability to take photos tell stories I mean you're tell, you're telling stories with your photo with your words and yeah. I think there's just so much that you can get from this program it's not just about a post on instagram it's not just that it's so much more than that
1: yeah Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that i just want to say thank you so much ariel for coming on here spending time and chatting with us because i know that many people could be in your shoes just about a year ago feeling really um helpless with an account where you feel like you're not reaching anybody. And so I'm so happy to hear of all your success. And it's, it's incredible to see how fast you've been able to grow in the last half a year. So thank you again.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks again for tuning into the full-time influencer podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.